overall, what did you think of it? They did a really solid job. They did do a very good job, I thought. They narrowed their focus this year. They focused on games specifically. They said that from the start, and I thought that is exactly what they needed. They they did that last year as well. They said well, next 90 yeah, minutes is going to be all video games, and it was, and they did really well. I've been forgetting their, their press conferences lately. They've had a bunch of, I don't want to say lackluster, but a lot of forgettable press conferences, I'd say, the last couple of years. Um, this one I feel like we might be remembering for a while. They had a couple big moments. Uh, I tweeted out that uh, Microsoft had a bunch of mic drop type moments in their press conference today. That was Very really much. kind of uh, shots fired type type moment. Um, Sony's. It's going to be interesting to see how Sony counters Ooh, tonight. Uh, yeah, um, tonight is going to be very interesting. I'm really excited. I'm always most excited for. That's not true. I'm always most excited for Sony's and then Nintendo's. Sony's because they usually either go big or go home. Nintendo because they're insane and they're Nintendo. Yeah. Um. Let's keep the focus on Microsoft though. We gotta keep going along here. We're recording at about three o'clock right now, Eastern Time. At four o'clock, the EA press conference starts. So we gotta turn this episode out really really quickly here so we might be moving pretty quickly through this stuff but uh, i'm sure we'll get a good discussion going um so Let's, max what's what do you how do you want to do this you want to just start, start at the top? yeah they start at the top work our way down uh, microsoft okay. opened up with uh halo 5 guardians no surprise there really it was a yeah. uh they oh it, well, a little surprising i suppose they did they opened right up with it and jumped right into campaign and it was lock and three other with the, are they Spartans? Were they Spartans? I think it's like a blue team or something like that. Okay. Uh, Buck was one of them from ODST, All right. voiced by Nathan well, Philly, and you, he was in the group. You saying ODST, though, brings it up because it totally reminded me in the beginning there of ODST. I remember running that co-op with my friend, uh, local co-op, that which has been confirmed not to be in the game this time around, uh, online co-op only, and they mentioned that it was the focus of that, but it was a squad of four people, it seems like if you're playing single player, you can tell them what to do, a la Mass Effect or um, uh, what's the other game, the other big popular game where you can tell your teammates like what to do. Can you do that in Dragon Age Inquisition? Um, yes, yeah, sort of. Okay, well, there's some there's some commands like that. It yeah. was they were hunting down Chief, who you did not see the entire time, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. And I like that they a fought, lot. I like that Chief is kind of he's a mystery, out of sight, out of, out of sight, out of mind. He um he's not out of my mind, and well, he's not out of the mind of the characters either. I guess because the whole point of them running around is they're hunting him down. Yeah, Chief it's... is supposed to be like a fugitive in this game or something. He's gone AWOL for some reason and uh, trying to figure it out. So yeah, and so they went um, big, cool cinematic moments, kind of like open environments to, to kind of capture the spirit of the multiplayer. But there are scripted moments for the single player and stuff. So it's pretty. It was pretty cool to watch the pro Proetheans, Prometheans, Prometheans, yeah, were there again. Didn't see so much of the Covenant, but we were fighting them, blasting them, and it ended actually with our main character Locke being shot in the face by Promethean. It looked like, yeah, something was happening. Yeah, and then it just you cut. saw some of the Covenant, but it looked like they were fighting with the Spartans for the most part. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're going to have to team up together because this Promethean threat is so real in this game that. Uh, they're going to have to combine their forces and set aside their differences and mm-hmm. fight together for once. Yeah. Kind of like the when they fought the Flood in the older games. Mm-hmm. And when when the game uh, demo ended, they announced that 
both sides of the story would have these teams of four. So Chief is leading three other people. There are three other characters that Chief is going to be in charge of during the campaign. So it's interesting to see this squad mechanic kind of be the core of the single player. Yeah. Um, it, it does It does look interesting. I'll be interested to see how it works with co-op. Um, it's supposed to be I like, I, seamless drop-in, drop-out online co-op with your friends. Yeah, we'll see. A lot of that stuff is sometimes sketchy, but um, it, should, it should be at this point. It should work pretty well. Um, the one thing I, said, I tweeted out and I said that I really liked was I like how big and expansive this game seems. Uh, one, the campaign demo we saw was a lot of action in a really large space, a really large environment, a lot of explosions, a lot going on on screen. And uh, then you also mentioned kind of the co-op dyma- dynamic in the squad-based uh, squad based teams. I like that a lot compared to Halo 4, which uh, I said was a lot more of an isolationist mm-hmm. type game. You were really alone the entire game with just you and Cortana against the Prometheans, and that was the entire story of the game. It was... uh, you really felt alone. You really felt like you had no backup at any point in that game. It... I mean, you did communicate with some people throughout the game, but it was very minimal, especially towards the ending. Yeah, and that that was all part of the atmosphere and the storytelling. It worked really well. Um, I mean, yeah. you were in the forest a lot. It was a very dense planet as far as like the forest goes. It was cool. It all fit. But this Halo 5 does seem bigger, more grand. It's uh, it looks super exciting. Like the the quality, there were some intense facial animations there. They were looking really good. Uh, since Halo Four, really the graphics, as far as like cutscenes go, have been really on point in the Halo games. Even with the Halo Two remaster, they did really well there too. It's intriguing because then he talked about how the single player and the multiplayer communicated with each other, like they were seamlessly integrated together, and they announced Warzone which is, was it 12 on 12 or 16 on 16? I don't even know how that worked, honestly. That really kind of flew right over my head. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but it kind of confused me. I, didn't, I don't even know how to explain it, it was, right to the listeners. It kind, of, it kind of sounded like and looked like Battlefield, uh, the bigger um, grand scheme battles. It basically was 12, 12, or 16, 16. I don't remember the exact number, but it's, you know, red versus blue were the colors they used. And it's just all-out war. It's your Halo matches on a much larger and grander scale, but then enemies will drop in, you know, like Prometheans will drop in and start shooting, but then you can upgrade, and there was like a mech suit and tanks and vehicles and guns, but you're jumping around shooting each other. It's what it looked like was essentially Team Deathmatch or Slayer just pumped up to way more players than it's used to is kind of what it looked like. But with vehicles thing, and other things coming in to spice things up during the fight. And bots and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I know bots were part of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it looks interesting. Um, I really, like I said, I was kind of confused by it. I want to get a little bit more info on that and a little bit more uh, gameplay footage because it was just kind of a quick 30-second like teaser trailer for it. Uh, and they said that Warzone was coming. And so then, it's really hard to know what that is. Um, and right, when the other thing was they talked about the multiplayer beta. When does that go live? Is that they mentioned? A, I missed the beta mention. I thought they mentioned it. Maybe they didn't mention it. Maybe I'm think I'm thinking of uh, Gears of War. Gears was at the end, and they did mention a beta. Yeah, they mentioned that but at the end. Basically, after Warzone, they cut and Halo left the stage. It was actually a little abrupt. I thought um, they didn't like transition out of it very well. But they moved on to a brand new IP coming exclusively to Xbox. 
and it looks very cool. Was this ReCore? It, it was ReCore from KJ Inafune, creator of Mega Man, and the creators of Metroid Prime, which is yes. something you definitely want to be able to put on your box. And yeah, it was just a CG trailer, but it showed off the concept of gameplay. It was this girl and this robot dog. Dogs are very much a theme this year. But it was this robot dog with a core, this blue shiny core, and basically the gist was you could like take the core and move it into other robots but that like think of the core like a brain like you know my brain has my personality and who i am and basically you could take that core and move it into a different robot but get the same characteristic of the dog like it started out as a tiny dog but she put it in this giant robot and it turned into a huge robot dog same characteristics and stuff and then there was like a silhouette fade up of other robots with her so that mechanic of like moving a core around to different robots to solve puzzles and combat and stuff sounds intriguing, especially with, you know, Metroid Prime people and KJ Inofune behind it. Like, there was no gameplay, but it was just kind of that concept trailer, and it looked pretty cool. It looked really good. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the actual gameplay and how that'll all work out, because, like you said, it was just a CG trailer. Um, the CG trailer was good, it has my attention. Uh, like you said, the more than anything, what has my attention is just the people who are making mm-hmm. it. I mean, uh, that was the first thing they can... showed was those names. Yeah, yeah, they put that out up front, which was probably the smartest thing they could have done. Um, I'm in, I'm interested just from the people who are developing it. Um, I really do want to see gameplay. I doubt we see it, honestly, until next year at E3, though. Um, unless they showed off at Gamescom, I really think this will be one of those games where you see it one year and it's just a trailer. The next year they do a more in-depth gameplay uh demo for it so uh, it's hard to really know when we'll see that again uh so that was recore if you want to see the trailer for that go look it up online uh what else did we what did we have after recore i'm kind of getting spaced um, here with, uh, right after recore they talked about xbox exclusive um yes. features and stuff and they yes. announced something that was i i never thought i would see logan tell the people what they figured their their genius scientists have figured out genius scientist yeah uh so they phil spencer came out right and he announced this um he said that they're finally going to allow a patch to be downloaded this holiday that will allow xbox ones to be backwards compatible with xbox 360s hooray so now all your 360 games can go onto your xbox one it's insane all your digital games all your physical games you just put them in and go uh, it'll be available starting this holiday with like a hundred titles. Basically, just the developers and publishers have to like flip a switch and like approve. Basically, say Microsoft is allowed to let people run their game on Xbox One, which why wouldn't they? Um, so all you have to do is flip a switch. It's available for preview members today, but it will be available across all Xbox Ones this this holiday. This holiday. and it's yeah. It's, I thought that was a really big thing at first. And then as the show kept going on, they kept kind of beating us over the head with it. Like, and you can play this on your Xbox One now. And now you can go back and play this on your Xbox One because uh, we'll kind of like, okay, so Todd Howard came out after this and he showed off Fallout 4. And we won't really talk about Fallout 4 that much because we already did that this morning. If you want to listen to that, go listen to our Bethesda show. But he came out and he talked about Fallout 4. 
Um, well, the one the one thing worth note with Fallout 4 is that he said that mods will now be able to come to the Xbox One. Yeah, if so it's on if PC, if it's, it will come yeah. over for free on Fallout. So there's already people saying that there's going to be a mod for, to make the dog Macho Man Randy Savage, like in Skyrim when they made all the dragons Macho Man Randy Savage. So that'll be a sweet mod. Um, but yeah, mods are coming to Xbox One for Fallout 4, so that'll be cool. That's the basically the main piece of news he announced. He also said, uh, he didn't say this, but it was leaked that uh, a copy of Fallout 3 for Xbox 360 will also be shipped with all uh, Xbox One versions of the game. Really? So if you buy it on Xbox One, you're going to get a Fallout 3 copy of the game oh, as well. I did not see that. Really, and see, this is when I started thinking it was overkill. Because later in the show, we also had somebody from Ubisoft come out and talk about Rainbow Six Siege. And they said, if you buy Rainbow Six Siege this holiday or whenever this fall, whenever it comes out, you're also going to get a copy of Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2. And everybody cheered. Interesting. And like, the more they kept doing this, the more I just thought it was like overkill. Like, okay, we get it. The system's backwards compatible now. Why are you selling us games that are like 10 years old, though? Like, and I get what they were getting. I mean, yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm not. It is coming with them for free, though. Like, I mean, it's not like we're going out of the way to repurchase them. So it's, I think it's a nice feature that they did want to draw attention to during the press conference. Like, I just hope it's not something they constantly do. Like, Mm -hmm. because there's a reason that 360 is now part of last gen, and now we've all moved on to the Xbox One. Not that they're really putting too much focus on it, but um, I just hope that. I don't know. Well, I just hope that this doesn't become like some the new trend. trend. Yeah, some new trend. Like, hey, don't forget, you can play those games from five years ago on this system. Mm-hmm. Like, like honestly, when they they started demoing Mass Effect One on uh, that's on what they used to show point. it off, which I thought was pretty they, interesting. Yeah, which to me was like, why are you demoing a game from two thousand seven? I just I don't know. I just thought it was really weird. Maybe it was two thousand eight. I can't remember. It was um, a while ago. It's a rough game. But yeah, I thought I just thought it was really funny that they were demoing games that old. Um They're proving it to you. But yeah. after that they announced something uh for pro gamers everywhere. They announced the Xbox One Elite controller with customizable and exchangeable parts. Um, you know, hair sensitive triggers, you can lock things. I mean this is your MLG Pro you know, hardcore first-person shooter racing game controller. It's It's got the headphone jack for plugging in. There's, it's got the back. Um, it's got these finger switches on the back where your hands would normally rest around the, uh, the grips. I mean, it's the most bonkers controller I've ever seen come out of a company officially. Um, it's super cool looking. I'm curious how much it's going to cost, though. They did not mention that. Yeah, that was the one thing I was curious too because their controllers are already outrageous and now they got this one coming out. Um, I was looking for the price as well and of course they didn't say it. Um, so yeah, that was the next next thing. What was next? Their, E3, uh, well, their indie showcase? Uh, no, it went Fallout, but we mentioned that. Just mods are coming. Fallout, yeah, so uh, the mods, cool. mods, mods. Now then, they did, gotta... then they did EA came out. EA, that's right, yeah. And they talked about EA Access, which is exclusive on Xbox right now. Kind of showed off a couple of things. Um, you know, Titanfall's coming. If for, you want a free trial. Yeah, they're just really trying to push it. It's kind of like a, a subscription, a Netflix for video games. It's cool. They showed off um, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. That looked very fun, yeah. cute. 
you know, it's just it's a shooter for a younger audience that, that or in an older audience, and it just doesn't have to be violent. It kind of shows, kind of like Splatoon, where a shooter doesn't have to be guns and bullets and blood. Uh, it can be something else and be just as fun. It looked pretty cool. Um, that's kind of what EA did, and then they ushered in Forza. They talked about Forza 6. And to reveal Forza 6, they, instead of raising a car out of the ground, they lowered a car from the ceiling. Yep. Ford, brand new Ford GT. They brought out um, John Ford III. Basically. Henry Ford. Henry Ford. John Ford. I don't know. John Ford. John Ford. You know, come on. You know John Ford. No, no, I don't. I was surprised he was there for ten seconds, and then um, <laughs> they brought it. Yeah, they brought a Henry Ford the Third and uh, somebody from EA to show the game off. They showed off a nice, sleek looking trailer. Ten eighty sixty. Yeah, twenty three courses, dynamic weather. When's that come out? Is it this year? It is. It's it this, is this fall. Yes. Yes. So, Forza Six is this year. Look for that. Um, then they did their what, Ubisoft section. Ubisoft was next, and what did they lead off with Ubisoft? Because they talked about Rainbow Six Siege, but that was afterwards. They led off with a first. brand new trailer for The Division. That is correct. Yes, thank you. Um, Max paid attention to. The I, the press I have notes out right in front of me. Uh, See, I didn't. I did not do that. I was busy with other things. Yeah. So, but yeah, the new trailer for The Division kind of looks the same as the past three e3 trailers where it's, yes it does i really don't know what that game is besides I don't the world's ended is it an mmo is it uh i think it's in the vein of destiny experience i think it's in the vein of destiny that's what everybody keeps saying but at the same time like how are we supposed to know yeah they it, it was cool it was a gameplay trailer too it wasn't like a cg thing it had voiceover um it looks like squads of three so you and two other players which is like a fire team in Destiny, um, but nothing concrete because we know the game was delayed till next year, which just seems to be the trend with this game. It just keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. Because yeah, they said granted, the... this game sounds and seems very very ambitious, and you know they want to do it right because Ubisoft is known for launching games that don't work quite yeah. right at launch. Yeah, um, they did say that a beta is coming this. December exclusively to Xbox One. Exclusively to that X Bone. So, um, we'll look out for that if you're interested in the division. And then they showed the Rainbow Six trailer, uh, which looked really pretty fun. Um, that's one of the few multiplayer games that actually has my interest right now. I've kind of gotten out of multiplayer altogether. I'd have to say that the only ones that really have my interest and in are kind of making me consider coming back into the fray are. Uh, Battlefront and Rainbow Six Siege. Rainbow Six looks like a lot of fun, and it looks like really tight gameplay in really small matches. It looks like there's only each match is only about two and a half to three minutes. Um, looks really cool. Uh, what do you think about it, Max? And I think it looks. It kind of reminds me of Evolve in a way. Like it's got that cool multiplayer mechanic, but is that multiplayer mode? enough to justify a $60 purchase is that enough to carry will the community be there and support this game throughout because Evolve was very it had its rise and then it quickly fell yeah I mean Evolve was a new IP IP though and I think that's I think that it does Siege does have the legs 
Rainbow Six has its core audience already, and not only that, but it has its core audience that's been wanting this exact thing for a long time now, because Rainbow Six has changed a lot uh, in the past couple of years, and people have just been wanting them to get back to the core of what the series is, which is a uh, quick, fast multiplayer. Yeah. So and, uh, we'll see how this works. Yeah, it's, you know, and they, they described it as a ground, <laughs> uh, bless you, a ground-breaking game, uh, but they forgot to mention that you can break doors, ceilings, and other things. Um it is literally a groundbreaking game with C4 and explosions and cool. It's a, I'm excited for it. I definitely want to try it out, but I'm, I am worried if it has enough uh, longevity, you know, in the multiplayer community. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'd like to, I'd love to try a demo of it or something. If I, I think the beta, uh, you can still sign up for the beta. I think you can, mm-hmm. I might actually try to do that. I usually don't, but why the heck not? Um, so after Ubisoft, who was it? Was it? It was, was a it gigantic. Indies close. You're getting closer. Uh, next was a game called Gigantic, which I suppose was revealed last year. Yeah, it's in the vein of a MOBA or a Team Fortress like, Two. You know, characters have different classes and stuff. It it's like. very cartoony in the art style. It's actually pretty cool looking. But it's you know each character has a unique ability. But your teams have like these summons. Um, if you've ever seen like Dragon Ball Z or something. You know, if you get all the Dragon Balls, you can summon uh, Shenron, the dragon. It's essentially that, where you get kind of this giant summon that can go with you and attack the enemy base. Is kind of the vibe I got from the trailer. It was a CG trailer, it wasn't gameplay, um, but that is an Xbox One and PC exclusive. So it was cool to see that. It, the art style is really cool and unique. Um, it's probably one of the most exciting things about that game, it looked to me. But... I'm curious, like, what the perspective is while playing, if it's third or first person or top down, and how it all works, you know, with the game and how the summons and all that balancing stuff. That's the part that's kind of still in the air for me. Sorry about that interruption, guys. We lost connection there for a second. That's what happens when you record a podcast a couple hundred miles away. Anyway, so uh, after Gigantic, Xbox went ahead and dove into all their uh, indie scene stuff. Uh, and the most important thing there was Cuphead, 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 Cuphead. Man, Cuphead is I was my game so excited. Show. I was so excited to see Tacoma. That was such a good game. Now, I don't Cuphead. Even which talk, one? talk about Cuphead. Go. Okay. Tell me, tell me about it. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but yeah, you nope. and me are kind of on the same page about it. With Ooh, it, yes. greatest art style maybe ever. If it plays exactly like it looks in those trailers, then ooh, doggy, I want this game. Very so badly. give give the people a sales pitch. To describe S- Cuphead. So basically, it's like old nineteen twenties, thirties, forties cartoon uh, style graphics you're, you're um, imagine steamboat willie yeah mm-hmm. imagine steamboat willie the old mickey mouse cartoon imagine an entire video game with those kind of graphics and you're a little dude with a cup for a head going around and shooting people with his finger oh my gosh it's so but it plays like a 16-bit platformer yeah oh, and that's what they said they said they wanted the 
They said they wanted the graphics of uh, of an old school cartoon with the playability of a 16-bit platformer, it's, which honestly sounds like the most perfect game of all time. It's so insane to look at running because you have to think of all the animations that are going on. I mean, it looks so much like those old school cartoons. It just captures that spirit. You kind of teleported, but then you're watching them like do a boss battle and like you've got to jump and dodge like eyeballs that are falling out of the back of a train yeah. but to get over and hit the enemy like it's it's this fusion of two beautiful and old things together and it's, just watching it is captivating it is it's it's been one of those games that i've had on my radar for a long time now I yeah it's just, it said looks on twitter so that I was good on the, i jokingly said on twitter that i was on the uh, cup, cuphead bandwagon before anybody else was because i still remember the first time i saw it and i think i think this is one of those few games that the first time you see it you immediately fall in love with it it's um we're not getting one of those it games. until next year which and sucks it's an xbox exclusive correct um yeah i think that's right i've only ever seen it at xbox so i'm pretty i'm like 95 percent sure it's an xbox i think it i think game. it is an xbox exclusive um but yeah um they they did talk about a couple of other games though um, in the indie section, they talked about Tacoma, the next game from yeah, Fulbright. Uh, Fulbright, who made Gone Home. It's a space game. Showed a cool trailer. It's kind of interesting to see them at Microsoft Presser because they've traditionally in the past been at Sony events. So yeah. that's kind of interesting to see. They showed off a game called Ashen, which kind of looked like this co-op experience with the characters have no face. Yeah, I think they forgot to animate some eyes and ears and mouths. It's, and it's a cool-looking art style, though, but it was kind of jarring to not see a face. So that game was announced. It, it looked like a co-op puzzle sort of game. They also announced... Um, ah, I forget the name of it. I feel really bad about it, too. Um... It was the indie game where the character is blind, and so she sees... Beyond Eyes? There you go, Beyond Eyes. Beyond And it's kind of like, if you've ever played... Wrong podcast. If you've ever played Unfinished Swan, it's kind of like that, but environments close to your main character, the girl who's blind, have like color and pulse and things like that because she's using her senses of um, hearing, smell... um, Hearing, taste smell, and taste, and feelings to kind of see around her. I, I always forget one sense it'd be, it'd out be of funny the five. If she was like walking around the entire environment, like licking the floor. Like that was how she found her way around. And she like, yeah, sensed, it was since that's how she sensed the area around her is she had to like lick the ground. It was a very pretty looking game. Like it was cool looking. I'm intrigued. And it's an interesting concept to have a blind protagonist. And to yeah. use like to turn your senses into a gameplay mechanic, that's pretty cool. I think it look it looks like it could be one of those games that has a unique gameplay style, and uh, the critics will probably fall in love with it. Uh, I think that comes out later this summer, so if you're interested in that, go ahead and mm-hmm. take a look. It's at later that. this year, I think. It'll be out pretty soon. Um, so they... after all their indie scene stuff, okay. Well, at one point. The creator of Daisy came out. I think this was near all that stuff. Yeah. And Before it was we like get into the Daisy last couple heavy hitters, so I just have to stop and dwell on this for a second because the guy who made Daisy came out. And he showed off his game, which is called Ion. Or, I don't even yes. remember. Yes. No, you're Ion? right. It's Ion. It's Ion. Okay, I don't know how I remember that. Basically, it looks like some sort of space game. I don't know, but I just remember he came out and he said, 
I want a game that's not a game. And I was like, what? That line was just really funny to me. I don't know why. I started cracking up as soon as he said it. I want a game that's not a game. And he went on to describe what he was saying, but I thought it was Which funny. basically is just, Daisy in space. It was kind of cool. It, it looked funny. That line just cracked me up, though. I don't know why. Um, but, so yeah, that about racked sure. up all their indie stuff. Like I said, they did jump on the Cuphead bandwagon. Yeah, right before we jump into these last kind of three, four big things they had, um, they did mention an early access-like program for Xbox users. So basically, these type of indie games and maybe even some bigger games, you'll be able to play them earlier, and you'll be able to play a demo of them before you even play them earlier. You know, you pay for it. So um, it's kind of, you know, with the mods from Fallout 4 and the early access and uh, these pro controllers, you know, the Elite and stuff, like the PC world and the console world is starting to meld together, and it's really exciting to see those barriers slowly come down it's going to be it's pretty cool to see that happening in like right in front of your eyes yeah it definitely is but anyway um, so the what next... Was next was it oh it was rare so no no god you were close you were so close tomb raider, tomb was, raider next. was next i knew it was one of those two they showed the first gameplay of tomb raider ever yep and that game oh, comes out well Rise uh, of the Tomb Raider, ever. First off, let's just say this. That game comes out the same day as Fallout 4. Big, big, big mistake on Xbox's part. Like, huge mistake. I'm excited for Tomb Raider, and I gotta tell you, whew, it comes out I, the same day as Fallout 4? No thank you. I don't. I'm, I, don't I mean, I'm telling you right now, I would... One. Right now, I would get Tomb Raider over Fallout. Yeah, but Max, you're an anomaly. I yes, I'm not normal. Uh, yeah, you're not. It was a, a really cool-looking game. She was on a mountain with uh, Jonah from the original Tomb Raider reboot. From the Ark. From the Ark. Oh, Jonah from the. No, Jonah. No, was from Noah the had the Ark. Jonah's in the whale. I need to go back to church. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> she was climbing a mountain. Cool. There's some ice. It's a really pretty-looking game. The snow and ice mechanics look solid. Yeah, the ice looks um, and then, prettier you know, than in it any all, other game I've seen. It all went awful, uh, as Tomb Raider does. Things started collapsing, falling, jumping, sliding. I mean, Laura you know. Get, Laura was getting hit by a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she didn't die gruesomely, though, cliffs. in front of us. And then it ended with kind of a montage of the other things you can do in the game and how she's finding a sense of purpose, which, I mean, the original trailer had her, like, in a therapist office and stuff, like, I think this is going to be a really interesting game as far as the character of Laura because the effects of Tomb Raider 1 clearly had an impact on her as a human being. And to to see that arc could be really interesting if they execute it the right way. Um, I thought the whole first game was about her finding her purpose, though. Wasn't it? No, she was, like, excited to go out and do these things, but, like, you know, she just graduated. More about survival, I guess. Yeah, because everything just went awful for yeah. crashed the boat everyone died stabbed bows and arrows it was nuts and so it's ex- it's interesting to see this game it does come out this year exclusively to xbox one for this holiday so we'll it's a pretty cool looking game a lot of people i mean it, there were moments that reminded me of uncharted which i mean uncharted spawned from tomb raider 
So it's going to be interesting to see tonight how Uncharted looks and kind of compares to that. It's I'm pretty excited to see the and compare the two. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna guess Uncharted will look better. Just a just a knee jerk reaction, but I don't know. It does look really good. Let's uh, let's try not to compare the two of them because they both are really good uh, games and really. Oh, good they're great individually. They like build off each other. It's yeah, they really do. They're both really just fantastic games and uh i'm gonna try not to compare the two of them when i see them but uh they both do look really really good and uh you should check out the new gameplay for uh tomb raider if you haven't already okay so after that moving along here we got 18 minutes until the a press conference we gotta go um rare rare came out uh, well i guess somebody from rare came out and mm-hmm. basically they they opened up with a trailer that showed all of their old games uh conquer uh, Banjo Kazooie. Uh, hey, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Perfect Dark, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And they announced a collection that comes out, I think, August 4th of this year. Uh, it's going to be called the Rare Replay Collection. It has 30 games on it for $30. It's an on disc. It's an on disc game. Uh, it's on on disc collection, I guess. Um, it has 30 games from Rare's history. Uh, for 30 bucks it looks like a really good deal and it it doesn't just have it has old old games like battletoads on it and even more somewhat recent games within the past 10 years or so like viva pinata uh banjo kazooie nuts and bolts uh things like that so it It looks like for 30 bucks it looks like a really good 30 bucks for 30 games that's cool it's a great deal especially since so so many of those games are hard to track down now like i know conquer's bad fur day is like very expensive if you're looking for the original N64 version of the game. Yeah. So uh, some of those have become kind of hard to find, and the Battle fact that toes, they're coming out once again on disc. Perfect Dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, it's a super smart collection. And then what they did was they announced their next game. Yes. They're finally and making a game, not the, Xbox, Xbox Sports. Um, the, the trailer started, the gameplay trailer started, and there was some music going on. And I was like, is this a pirate game? Is this a pirate game? And then it transitioned, and there was like a skull with like a pirate sword stuck through it, and the music got more and more pirate-y. And I was like, this is a pirate's game. And then it, it turned the corner, and there was this big boat out on the ocean. I was like, it's a pirate game! Oh my gosh, a pirate game from Rare sounds so good. It's got multiplayer mechanics for sure. Yeah. Because other like- avatars came into the screen, into the foreground. But it looks like you're like the captain of a pirate ship, man. And you're attacking other pirate ships. You're shooting each other. You're getting in treasure. Oh my gosh. Pirates. I love pirates. It's hard to really know what it is. If it's an MMO or if it's uh, just a single player game that can have other players jump in with you. Uh, it's really kind of... It's it's hard to know where the gameplay's at as well. Um, it looks first person though. That is the one thing we know. Um, but it's really it's, a bunch of it's kind of up in the air right now. But it does look really pretty. The ocean Ooh. mechanics look really good. The ship combat looks really fun. Um, again, I'm very curious trailers. about it though because like I've said on the show before, I do not, I did not like Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag because all it was was pirate stuff. But I'm interested to see if I'm I'm actually going to be behind this game. Yeah, I mean, I guess if. 
it just depends if it, if it, it if depends the if the pirate you're it, wanting then yeah it depends if the really i didn't like the ship mechanics in assassin's creed and like how it took the city navigation basically out of it so we'll see how the game plays really is kind of what decides if i like that game or not but it looks charming it looks like a rare game which is what phil spencer teased months ago when he said i saw a very early build it's a uniquely rare game and i i believe that holds up yeah i think it, it was cool it, it looks it looks really special um this is gonna be one of those games i bet we see for a couple years i bet it doesn't come out until 2017 if i'm being honest um i i mean there's always a game like that that falls far um and honestly that that trailer we got really wasn't much at all especially in terms of gameplay like i said we really didn't see a whole lot so it'll be interesting to see the development path that this game goes down really though check out that trailer if you're interested at all it looks like rare is finally getting some freedom to make what they want and uh, microsoft is kind of pushing them back into the, the direction of making games again um okay so we got two big things here um and we've got 13 minutes to do it in we, first off we can gears. do it gears Ooh. we've no. got the gears ultimate collection that's coming out this was the last thing they really talked about at the show um so that's going to be gears of one remastered 60 frames per second uh, 1080p um it's just the first one not the second or third one i'm pretty sure it'll have multiplayer with it like positive it'll have multiplayer with it actually um, that comes out later this summer. It might be August, actually, when it comes out. Then they showed off a gameplay trailer for gameplay demo for Gears 4, which is not Gears of War 4, it's just Gears 4. And um, that, gameplay, that gameplay trailer was rough. Rough, really? I thought it was oh, just very slow-paced. I it, was it was super dark. Like, the screen was just very dark. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of lighting. The dialogue was so bad. I wasn't even paying attention to it. Oh, it was, that, obviously. it was rough, man. Honestly, um, I thought it looked cool. It, it did. It, it looked, looked darker it looked like, like a Gears first one game. Did. It looked like a Gears game. The first Gears was a lot darker, which I appreciated. It looked more like that. Um, it made me excited. Someone who's played all the games, it it made me excited. Um, Real, it's really hard to know where we're at. The character that they that uh, Rod Ferguson, the creator of the games, was uh, playing as, it was not Marcus Phoenix. It looks like a new character. There was a new woman companion with him. Uh, so, it's yeah, it's really hard to know. They fought a couple enemies in the, in the demo. It, they looked like locusts of some sort, but it's really hard to say with that, too. It's really hard to know what any of this was. Um, All you know as, like, is you got a chainsaw with... gun again. Yeah, you got a Lancer and you got a Nasher shotgun. Um, and that's all that matters. It's really hard to know where this kind of all fits in, though. I will say it looked like it was running really smooth on Xbox One, though. The graphics looked really pretty. There were some cool-looking things in the environment, like an electrical tornado-type thing. Um, yeah. looks like, really fun. I'm it excited was pretty, for it. it. It was very low-lit, though. Like, I don't know what the, Like, I checked I mean, my screen and my TV. Like, the game was pretty dark. And I, if I that's in vain with Gears TV. 1... Maybe maybe it was on my end because I just I was like I can't see anything. It's like what is he shooting at? Is this a hallway? I mean, it was really dark, but I mean, I was able to see what was happening. Still, mm, I thought it it may be more on my end than um. It did look like slow and had weight to it, which I believe is kind of a gears thing. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like yeah, it's, it is. You're very slow and you have a weight to it, and there's a way you move. Like it's not a a faster fluid game. Yeah. 
Yeah, it looks okay. uh, it looks it looks like classic Gears. If you like the old Gears games, you're gonna like this. I don't remember if they set a release date for it. They might have uh, said holiday this year. 2016. Holiday 2016. That's right. They did say it's coming next fall. So be on the lookout for that next year. I'm sure we'll definitely hear more about it at Gamescom uh, and stuff like that. But they said, oh, they also okay. So let's start you, wrapping up here because we got 10 yeah. minutes i know we skipped a couple things they I, talked about fable legends at one point they showed a trailer for that they're going to show more of that off at gamescom that still comes out later this year so if you're interested in that there's there you go yeah uh, there was there's one more big thing i know and, the and, minecraft thing that mm-hmm. that was the one thing i wanted to get into so they yeah. came out and they demoed minecraft and they showed it with hololens uh, first off, they showed that you can play co-op between an Xbox One and a Surface, which is kind of cool. And then they showed off HoloLens. Okay, seriously, like, we're running out of time, but honestly, I have no idea how to explain this on a podcast. You're just going to have to... This is something you have to go watch for yourself if you're interested at all in this. They somehow managed to... If you're wearing the HoloLens and you're playing Minecraft, you can visually see in front of you, like, if you're near a table or something, you can it's see It's an augmented reality experience. Yeah, you can see the entire 3D landscape of what you're building in Minecraft in front of you, like on a table, this, physically represented. And it's almost you, like you can touch it right in front of you. Nobody else can see it around you, but if you're wearing the HoloLens, it looks like that. They show how it works. It looks bonkers. Um, go check it out, because I really it, have literally no idea how to explain it other than if what you've I ever, did. If you've ever used a 3DS and you use the AR cards... Yeah, that, it's kind of like that. That is what it is, but on your head, and you can interact with the 3D space. This is the first time ever I've been interested in Minecraft. <laughs> Finally. I, I watched that HoloLens demo, and I was blown away that you could play a game like that. That is how I would want to play Minecraft. It looked... It was 3D and interactive and dynamic, and you could play with other people and zoom in and zoom out. You kind of—it was kind of like a god mode where you kind of like zoomed out, and you—it was so cool to see in concept and executed that way. I would love to try it out. That—that that was the first time ever I've been interested in Minecraft. The, I think that's where it kind of clicked for me, like what people do in Minecraft and like why they do it. It was this big 3D model that I could play with and interact and build and destroy and all this stuff. And that was cool. It looked very, very cool. Um, I kind of got bored with Minecraft a couple years ago, but I think this looks really neat. Uh, I don't know if I'd buy a HoloLens to play it, yeah, but uh, right. it definitely looks like a cool add-on. Um, any last things you want to say, Max? We're running out of time. Uh, th- so, yeah, kind of yeah. in wrap. The games they've got coming out this year, in case you're just curious... They've got Gears Ultimate Collection. They've got uh, the Rare Collection. They've got Halo 5. They've got Forza 6. They've got Tomb Raider. They've got Fable Legends. Those are the big games they've got coming out this year that they talked about at the end that they kind of wrapped up with before they showed one more mega trailer. Um, I was happy with the press conference. I think they showed off a lot of good stuff. I'm excited for Xbox again. They did very well. They knocked it out of the park just like last year, Games, Games, Games. They really, when they said it was the best lineup for Xbox ever, they were pretty right. That was a pretty sweet lineup. I'm very excited uh, for those games. I'm also excited to see the other press conferences and how they tackle, uh, you know, what went on, especially Sony tonight at 9 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to those. And with that, like Max just said, there's other press conferences that are about to start. We've got to get out of here. Um, Xbox, you did a good job. We appreciate you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks Make- for bringing the thunder. 
Um, we we are going to be uploading shows all week uh, yes. for E3, breaking down each presser. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Those go up Our usually. Bethesda one is already live. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Bethesda one just went live. This we'll one re- should go live this evening, probably, maybe. Mm-hmm. It'll be up. Depend- depending on when Max has to leave because he's going to PlayStation Experience. Um, so this one should be up soon. Hopefully you can listen to it somewhat later to, to this week. To find out when all the other episodes go up, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the podcast at MGS Podcast. You can follow Logan at moreman 12 M O O. R-E-Man12, and you can follow me at MaxTheWhite. Um, all this is going up on our SoundCloud and iTunes page, um, but if you follow us on Twitter, you'll know exactly when they go. Yep, and with that, we're going to have to close out here. we got six minutes to turn on the ESP conference app. Uh, so, 